Hello, everybody. It is uh, the 9th of August. I'm at Phil Campbell. No, I'm not. I'm just Phil. <laughs> Where are you at, Phil Campbell? At Phil Campbell. I have no fucking idea today. Oh, it's a day. It's a day. Welcome back to the Positively Negative Podcast. Where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of positivity in an occasionally negative world. I'm Dalio. And I'm Team Humble, and we're glad you're here. Yeah, boy. <laughs> That's what I was supposed to say. That's what I was supposed to say. That I, what happened was in my brain, I was like, "Oh, we don't have an intro. We have to like do that whole intro thing." And it's like, "Oh shit! No, oh. I put the intros. I put the intros up, and we just discussed the whole muting thing anyway." Oh. Yeah. But it's fine because uh, hi. You just, hi. You sometimes you just got to uh, step through. You just oh. gotta like. Man, I've you been just like show up. I've been struggling. I've been struggling with that last couple of days. I think, I think I just get like so overwhelmed with the big picture, and I should like go so macro, micro rather than like macro analyzing all of those attributes. I wonder. I'm I'm always very predictive. I don't know if that's an Earth sign thing of like trying to see where things are going and how it's going to influence things. And well, you know, there's food crops like getting destroyed over here, and there's big like floods in this country and the floods in that country and there's mudslides in in switzerland today and it's like mm. that stuff always did happen it's just like you hear about it more because you're kind of tuned into these things and there's obviously i know we've discussed it before and i know you always point it out to me it's like a lot of like <laughs> writing poppy to say like sensation sensationalize it to get the views and stuff but I, I I do feel it. I do feel connected to it. And I know I can't like adapt around it or anything, but it always, it does overwhelm me. And more as I get older, I don't know why. I should just shut it all down. Like, and be like, no, I'm working on this. And I do have patches of that throughout the day where I, I get like that. But yeah. I don't know, man, the weather. No, the weather freaks me out. I don't know. It's like you have to be so regimented with that stuff. It's like intake of anything. Like, I mean, cl- we've been talking a lot about food prep. And so I'm like relating everything to that. Mm. It's on my mind. But like, it's literally like a caloric intake, like a worldwide panic scale caloric intake that you have to moderate. You can't just let it like wash over you every day because it's a it's way too much. And then it just stops you from being effective in, in any type of way that you could even help to change things or work toward making things better for yourself or for anything. It's like that total, I've been there so many times that paralysis is like really, mm. really hard. So, um, yeah, it's a lot, but it's also a lot when you when you're feeling it physically too, like the heat wave that's been going on, and then you flick <laughs> I mean, the computer say- on, and the and everything's like everything's doomed, and you're like, yeah, I feel like I could believe that because I'm dying, <laughs> so it kind of yeah. reinforces it, like. <laughs> But here, here's the thing, though, right? With that whole heat wave thing, I will say this about the heat wave thing: is like, when are we gonna decide in this country that air conditioners are a good idea? Because we had a, a heat wave in 1976 mm. and it's now 2018. Do people just forget and be like, nah, we don't need them. We don't need them because it doesn't happen here very yeah. often. I think that I think that really ties into the psyche of apathy that we have about stuff that only we deal with when we see it face value. Like I, I tend not to repeat, rinse and repeat information I've seen now unless I've been either privy to it or if it's like, you can visually see it. So like you can tell, make your own mind up if it's been faked or if it's real. Right. But like now as, as I get older, I, I, I tend to only really talk about things that I've been taken part of or been present to or seen at, at first hand. But at some point, instead of us moaning about bloody heat waves, which, you know, it was just a shock really. More sure. than I, was, I was just shocked that like, we don't get summers that, last more than two weeks in the uk but uh, i guess at some point we have to like decide on if we're going to adapt to these environments or or not and i think the more we start having that conversation about optimizing and making things better i'm not saying that air conditioners are a good idea because you read anything you know we can't just air condition the planet because that's adding another situation with gases with freon gas and everything else um but i think by by elevating that these things are 
critical to business. These, you know, forest fires in California, they have a knock-on detrimental effect. You only have to look at that big, like, volcano that's finally, finally stopped, like, spewing lava out in, um, in Hawaii. It's finally stopped after like months. I think it. I think it was the first of May it started, and it's just finally yeah. finished. You know, like you know, you can't predict something like that. So, but I don't know these these extremes, and I'm not just talking about weather either. Like whenever I think of weather extremes, I think of uh, effective distribution. So how does stuff get to you? You know, if you're getting all your stuff from one banana plantation somewhere on the planet, we still have to get the bananas out in trucks across roads. You know, all of that infrastructure, all of that minutia of that infrastructure can be affected by weather. Right. Right. And and, and look at Australia, massive droughts. I saw uh, heart-wrenching pictures of animals you know, down to their, you know, bone. Mm. You can see bone because there's no, there's no water. They're in the middle of a drought. Right. Like you, we need, we need it to, we need to move past the visual chemistry of seeing that in a facebook feed or a twitter feed or a news article like people think well there's not much i can do about it because the weather's you know yada 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 we don't control it nature does that but we have influenced it i don't care what people say i don't care what side of the fence you are like logic uh, logic and common sense it's obvious here that the knock-on effect of the human condition is is causing or having a knock-on effect to some of these things like i don't want to be here's the thing as well i don't want to be that person who argues that point who's arguing about it because nobody wins if the outcome is is yes or no really with like it's the planet you live on it's like and that's also creative time and energy spent on conveying a point rather than fixing it. And so like every minute we spend arguing about whether it's a problem, we're also not addressing it either. And so there's like this like subterfuge, uh, I feel like situation that goes on where mm. there are, I don't know, like I'm not going to get into conspiracy theories, but no, no, like, no, but I mean, it's just, I think it's what we do. It's like a self-protection thing that we do as humans where it's like, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. It's like the whole, like what you were saying earlier, that's the whole out of sight, out of mind thing. So if I can win the argument about the situation, not being as bad as everybody thinks it is, well then that either, that buys me a little bit more time in my like happy space comfort zone, which is like, Mm. we do that on such a micro level with everything. Like, Oh, I'll clean, I'll clean that car later. I'll, I'll do that later. You know, it's not as bad. It's not that bad. I can go one more day without, you know, whatever. I'll go through the drive through this time. I'm out of time at the minute. It's just like we have this thing as humans where the immediacy always wins out against a long-term goal or a long-term achievement. You know, I'll have that one more cigarette or whatever it is. I think that's where the corporations knew to jump in, though, to be honest. That's where the maximum distraction economy time exists, right? Like, if you if you work in New York City or you work for a big startup, your whole life is is tapered to getting back into work, to upselling, you know, whatever your position is in that job program, whatever, sales, whatever it is, right? Like, from your latte at the at the subway store to people that you know on the way, like getting there on the 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 boosted board, you know, Tech Casey nice that right. His whole life is, even though he's an experimenter and he makes his own stuff, and he's somebody I, I admire and I think is an incredible like video blogger, like regardless of all the other stuff he was doing that for everybody else, he he has a New York life, right? He doesn't really have time to to stop and be like, ah, you know what, I want to use some of this audience for this. Occasionally he does because he bumps into situations where he has to refocus. You know, he had a whole Logan Paul sit-down interview thing yeah. about content that he put out about somebody hanging themselves. You know, like, should that be on YouTube? Well, obviously not because it was insensitive as hell to his the, the people, the family behind it. But my point is, is that we're distracted. We're distracted all the time right everybody's everybody's distracted because everybody's got to make ends meet everybody needs money uh we've got to buy that brand over this brand because that one's cheaper and it's all all modeled you know like walking to a shop you have the, the the little centerpieces and the end boxes you know buy one get one free you know it's all tuned to where your headspace is when you're walking around a shop you expect to go one up, up one aisle down the other right you know, well, that kind of like um, ties perfectly into a, a situation I had in not a situation, but like I had a little mini debate under one of the um, 
the products that I posted on Steam Hunt yesterday, which was a sandal that was made from a better, a more renewable form of plastics. This category is called bioplastics, and this in particular is made from sugarcane. So, mm. um, you know, I had a comment of somebody who said, well, you know, it's still at the end of the day, plastic is plastic. And so, like, it's just going to, even though it's made from a more renewable source, um, if it ends up in the ocean, it still ends up in the ocean. That was a kind of interesting to me. And that kind of like led me to do a little bit more in, more research. And I think a lot of the problem around the conversation of sustainability and what we can do to change things and what products we can buy that are quote unquote better for the environment or better for the earth. You know, we just slap a, a green sticker on that that says eco, but we don't really know what's that what that's doing. Mm. And it made me kind of realize that there's two sides, really. There's the side that, is saying, okay, this is made from a renewable source, so it doesn't tax the planet as much to make it. And then after we're done with it, what is it going to do to the planet? So we have, I, I, th- I don't think we, bo- we really address both sides very often. We just say, oh, this is renewable. Cool. Let's just ship a billion of them. Okay, well, we ship mm. a billion of them and people use them for six months. They're still going to end up mm. in the ocean. Okay, well, now, now we need to talk about that second phase of what does it do after it's out of our hands. And to be honest, if we used plastic products for 5, 10, 15 years, we wouldn't have a problem with them. Like plastic, plastic, of course, is an issue because of the rate that it's ending up in the oceans, it's ending up in the environment. But it's the plastic, the part of the problem is the disposability mindset. And, you know, for something like shoes in particular, it's the fact that we're saying, oh, well, you know, those aren't cool anymore. Every six months, you're getting a new pair of shoes. Somebody made a, a pair of shoes even out of the most harmful substances. It, you know what I'm saying? If we had if we had the legacy mindset where it's like, these are my shoes, they're built to last, and I'm going to have them for 15 years, what they were made of wouldn't really make as much of an impact as it does now. But we're kind of having to force both sides of that supply chain of like, okay, it's got to be made from something that doesn't hurt the, the, you know, the earth because we're going to want more in six months. I think that's the big, big, like underlying issue. Uh, I think there's two big words here for me when it comes to sustainability and recycling and upcycling is, is, uh, and they've just gone totally out of my head. Uh, Legacy. How how does, how does that happen? How does that happen that oh. like I'm literally looking at a screen and then all of a sudden they pop out of my head? No, I was I was trying to Oh God. It's gone. It's It'll gone. come back. Do you want me to keep talking? Because it will come back if I keep talking. <laughs> no, you were talk you were talking about you were talking about the, the sustainability of the shoe. Right. Right. And 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 I, I think the point I was trying to get to is we, we have to do something so much more than just the information. It's a behavioral yeah change that we need to physically right. make, right we and our relationship to those items need to be to be changed the other thing i was going to say and i've clawed it back is everything that we were ever told or i was told about there's going to be lots of green jobs right i was super excited about that i was excited that i wanted to transition from the computer industry right being a computer operator working for a local council super inefficient needed to change not enough money from like major government trickling down to the small governments without trying to find like crafty ways to in- tax people in their local environment to m- generate more money and i wanted out so when i heard about green jobs there's going to be this massive market for green jobs and i never saw it it kind of just went to the north atlantic and people started to put up wind turbines and it was like yeah it works but i i never saw those jobs seem to went to bigger corporations, handshakes behind doors of like, here's the contract, find me the men for it. Right. It was never something I saw at a local job center and still don't see to this day, not that I've been to a job center in, in years, but like I don't see green jobs being advertised. I don't see stuff about learn to be, you know, a Tesla installer or anything like that. I just don't, I don't see the connection with it. It's almost like it's been muted or kept under the radar that people can do those kind of jobs. Right. So that, that's a, that's a big thing for me is that, so we've got to change our relationship to it. We've got to change the, the behavior to it. Um, Oh God, where was I going with that? There was some. There was something I was going to say about that. You well, can jump okay, in. Okay, so I, I mean, I, I agreeing with what you're saying. It's. A, I think it's. There's two sides that are that need big improvement. Obviously, we need improvement on our our collective mindsets of saying, 
okay, these are good. Let's just take the shoe, for example, as like, you know, just a, a, uh, a micro mm. example, but these are my shoes. Mm. I'm going to buy shoes that last me, that fit me, that I like. And as long as they're working and operational and they're good quality, I'm going to wear them. These are going to be my shoes for the next, you know, if you're an adult and you're not, your shoes aren't changing sizes, they're going to be my shoes for the next five, six, seven years at least. That needs mm. to be a mindset, I, I believe. The second problem though, is it's extremely hard to have that mindset when you're in that New York or or city work environment where the standards of fashion and style and your appearance um, force you to have a, a disposable mindset about the things that you wear and the things that you participate with. So I think that there's right. a big, big fault on just, you know, obviously you can sit here and complain about consumerism in general all day long, but there's such a there's such a precision and there's such a force behind why people are that way. It's not just because we're like these terrible beings, but there's billions of dollars spent in messaging every year to make you want to be like done with something I, and on to the next thing. I, I- I feel, I feel there's a lot of money invested in big production places, which, you know, can't really adapt to, you know, can't retool easily. Can't, you know, they need, they need to be producing something. Right. So somebody's in a team who's been like, you know, make this a trend, make this shoot a trend, make it a trend. We'll use the production facilities that we have to make a billion of them. Right. We'll just pump it out. As long as the, the bill, as long as we're making, as long as we're putting stuff out, you know, there's one thing about a business I've learned in my forties is that business has zero emotions about anything to do with anybody or anything on planet yeah. earth. Right. It just makes, it just makes a production thing. will just billow just bad shit into the environment. Just, it doesn't care about it. Business has no heart. There's no heart from what I've seen. Not, I mean, on a local level where it's a small business trying to make a change through storytelling. Okay. I can get with that, but I feel like big corporate business that that's not the environment is just like a side bit that they hire somebody for to kind of like talk the talk for them without actually applying stuff for it that's how i feel right yet yet this is the biggest confusion for me is that i feel that sustainability environmental stuff is an opportunity on a global scale to a create jobs and b fit in dovetail into what already exists in the world to do storytelling around the the where we found the resources how we mined it how we extracted it like i know there's companies already do it i know i think it's rover or or uh, jaguar i think they do it rolls royce they definitely do it they have a dust to dust ratio yeah from dust to dust like when they get it out of the ground until that that car is reduced back to dust to recycle it into you know take a take sand turn it into a cpu recycle that cpu and that motherboard back to dust yeah off we go again right. kind of thing uh, in uh, and and there's a whole ratio to that we just don't see it you just there's not many sites that i've come across i've tried to refine sites that i thought were useful to tell me where something had come from. And and this goes back to weather for me because it's all very well having a mine somewhere where you're mining all the lithium in the world. You still have to get that lithium from that place to Elon Musk's big, you know, solar powered place in the middle of the desert. Right. Gigafactory. You've got to get it to the gigafactory, right? There's lots of things that happen between taking it out of the ground and getting it to the gigafactory. Yeah, right? get your ass to the gigafactory. <laughs> Go ask the Google factory, <laughs> and so, so here, here's my thing: is that what I don't understand? Then it's the biggest red card for me about civilization, because for me, I, I see it as common sense. Is it fits in perfectly, right, with the way the world is today? With people on Instagram, people on Pinterest, people on Twitter, the way people consume stuff off like chat applications, like uh, Camly, not Camly, that one where. The kids are like like recording themselves singing songs. I just shut oh, down. Musically, it's going to be TikTok now. Musically, you know, right? We've got all of these different services. Surely, surely we have a global opportunity to get the millennials and children, daughters of my my uh, age, like in the 11s, 12s. They're going to be uh, looking for work, whatever work looks like in three or four years' time right? That's the big thing as well. You start bringing AI in, which is like racing to get in. There isn't going to be your standard jobs. I believe there's opportunities, right? To storytell, right? From start to finish 
even if that takes 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, you're talking about the life cycle of a a shoe that you wish you could wear for 15 years and be proud of it and be like, yeah, I've had these for 15 years. It's really well made. It's made from this, yada, yada, yada. If I, 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 I just, I just think it's that really that there, there's driving forces in the world that don't want people to be too smart. Sure. That's how well, I've, I'm sure that's what it is. Stupidity is expensive. It doesn't make sense Stupidity to me. is expensive. If I've, I've said this literally, I've said this like for money in it. years, maybe 15 years, If especially with regards to, to women, because that's kind of where the idea originated. But if every human being on this planet was whole, confident, healthy and smart and self-sufficient there what economy would there be we'd be feeding ourselves we wouldn't care about fashion we wouldn't be spending money on you know makeup and certain things i mean of course there's a an element to makeup that's just self-expression which is kind of what i enjoy it for but do you see what i'm saying like there are entire economies built on insecurity stupidity uh, the fact that we're not self-sufficient, the fact that it's just easier to pay somebody else to do the thing or to be the expert or to, you know, to handle it. And that is uh, something that we've evolved to want to do because it maximizes our hours in the day. But what are we doing with those newfound hours now? We're just, were we working the jobs that pay for those services and like just repeating that cycle over and over or like, what are we mm. doing? So, you know, the- I just think that, I just think there's so many opportunities. I mean, like today, wonderfully, Anchor has just released. Anchor, by the way, is the service that we use to upload our podcast to, and it goes out to 10 other services. They've just launched a thing today so that people can like contribute to a podcast being made because obviously everything costs, the time costs, right? Their servers cost, their development to build the application costs. They're finding a way to make a little bit of chunk change. I think they've done it in a brilliant way. Um, but my point is, is that, there's an opportunity here for platforms like Anchor, like YouTube, like DLive, like DTube, all these different like video content platforms that instead of my daughter watching, watching 30 or 40 minutes of vacuous content of somebody that just keeps her happy and smiley and you know, whatever, they could factor in advertisement like opportunities, upcoming opportunities for 15, 16, 17 year olds. Instead of us having this almost mental health anxiety breakdown uh, group of subsection of society, you know, kids who are trying to be as good as the, the their peers they see online and, you know, getting anxiety and stress about it. Why, why are we not mobilizing them in like incentivized storytelling opportunities and green and sustainability must be the biggest one, biggest opportunity that we have that I can mm. think of, right? Like go to your local place, Go to your local like company that's been around for a hundred years. I, I don't understand the disconnect. You know, like I see millennials going to a place that's like been open a hundred years. You can go every weekend to every major city in America to the most popular place that's been in town for the last 20, 30 years. And people go there and they've got their cameras out, they're Instagramming, we're at such and such a place. And they're 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 doing it because they know it's popular. They know it has legacy. They know what legacy looks like, but they have no idea how to create it or what it's going to look like for them. Right. So, and you're not going to get that from a 40 minute video of just like Logan Paul or them lot, just like dossing about and making stupidity. So we, we, I, I think these platforms have a responsibility to mobilize using the tools they have to create opportunity, to, to create storytelling opportunities, right? Because those companies need them. Those 50, hundred year old family run businesses, God, they need. I don't think that they They, realize that yet, though. I think that's the thing. I think the demand for transparency is growing faster than the realization that people realize that they need to be transparent. Like I saw the first version of that come with social media, where it was like, oh, Mm. people want like a direct line to to brands. Like people think it's cool that when they tweet, I have a headache, and Tylenol tweets them back and says, oh, well, you know, we're so sorry about that. That's something that people connect to. So that's like the that was like V one of transparency of like, oh, there's actually somebody that I can talk to, and you know, there's a real human on the well, other end. And then I think blockchain is V two, where it's like, okay, we want the storytelling, and we want to know the legacy, and we want the backstory, but we also want we also want the numbers, the facts, the figures. We want everything free and open on a decentralized ledger. I think that's the second version of transparency, or the deeper layer of transparency that um. Mm. you know, that businesses are going to have to comply with, or they're going to lose 
like that younger, you know, after the millennial. I don't what what is what's the generation after millennials called? I have no idea. Super hyper no mega idea, Twitch stream millennials. I don't know. I don't know, but I think they'll have golden capes and like silver strips above it's their eyes. The data and plan stuff. generation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, data planners. <laughs> I don't know what they're called, but do you know, see what I'm saying? I think their their demand, especially, I mean, Twitch is a perfect example. We we want to have like an unimpeded one to one connection, even if that's not, even if it's a little bit manufactured and it's not a hundred percent real to the things that we that we support and the thing. So it's not going to, it's going to be like, everything's going to be a fandom, like the business that you, that you support or the shoes that you buy, that's going to be because I'm part of the Skechers fandom because that's my community. That's my, that's my, like, that's my tribe of people. Well, the the truth is, I mean, I picked a perfect example, really that musically, you know, like my daughter's been using that, I guess, for the last, I don't know, year or two, maybe. I don't know how long because her mum set it up and she locked her phone down and did all that stuff. She can't like have a public profile, yada, yada, yada. But that's now shutting down. She's now experiencing what it feels like to be part of a virtual community. Like we were a virtual community on Vine and then it gets yeah, shut down. Why did it shut down? Everything. Be- why did why did why did it shut down? Because it couldn't sustain itself. It's all linked, right? sustainability of business sustainability of a product sustainability of a community and you know what happens that people don't talk about and it's quite something that goes on behind the scenes is that when things like that when your support network of your day-to-day used to to, you know looking at people's uh, vines things that you used to be entertained by inspired by or thought creatively but you know like inspired you in some other way to live differently from those just little micro snippets that had a value to somebody somewhere but you can't quantifiably do that in business because business is like let's make a million let's sell them for this price right it doesn't work the same way it's the reason why gary v's done so well with the sort of audience uh, engagement uh, and audience development bringing the eyeballs to his stuff that's where the currency is you know having um it's like having a certain humility to the way that you make your content and how you do that, how you sell something right. to somebody. Like he's been very clear, like, you know, I haven't got a product to sell. I run a business, sure. And that brings like, this brings some kind of like coverage to that. But really what I'm asking for is you you to occasionally buy a book, right? That's what he does. Now, now there's a whole thing there about books as well, like with the whole book circuit, but that's his, that's his shtick. That's his thing. That's what he does. That's what most people do. They're used to it. And it comes down to this is that change takes time. You know, it it takes time, but on the flip side of that coin at the expense of everything else, I feel, I mean, these weather events, I I don't know if I want to be telling my daughter that she can't go outside anymore because the weather is X, Y, Z, but it's starting to look very much like the Wachowski brothers or sisters. I think they've changed to sisters now. Um, Whatever way you look at it. A lot of the stuff that he said is kind of coming true. We're going to end up with dark clouds, dark skies. Where's the power going to come from if the solar panels can't charge? You know, it's, I don't want to be negative. We have this call positively negative for a a reason. I'm positive about all of these things that exist in the world and the technology advancements and, you know, the revolutions that we have in in wanting to uh, revolt against some of the stuff that we think is wrong. You know, like there's been a hell of a lot of changes on a social level over the over, over the past couple of years, and that, that's fantastic to see from, you know, people's day to day lives, uh, gay, um, you know, just across the board. Yeah, it's sure. been revolutionary. Sure. And I, I, I think but 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 we also but we also need to wake up to this idea that everything needs to sustain itself. Right. Everything. Well, I think the problem right? the Co- one part of the problem is that I was like a kind of a fly on the wall when you told your daughter that musically was going away because we were on she and I were gaming on audio chat and so I was able to kind of hear. And it was what struck me Hello darkness exactly, my old friend. And what and you know you and I have been through so many platform shutdowns that we know what that means. But since she hasn't been through that, her first response was, oh, well, it's just going to be the new company. So we'll just have a new name and it'll just be a new logo. And one day when I open the app, it'll just be different and that's fine. And I don't think there's, mm-hmm. there's a concept of 
of like what that loss means because there really isn't a loss. And so as long as we keep kind of like plugging the holes in the ship that's sinking <laughs> and then like the new product just comes up and replaces it before we we have a chance to even understand what it means that that was not sustainable in the first place. Like sustainability, people are not going to want to change sustainability unless it actually has a real consequence in their day-to-day life. If another thing just pops up in its place and I get to keep bouncing along my merry way, then, um, then like, what's the, I think it's on us. I think or to notice like, Oh, that, that they didn't run that company properly or, Oh, they sold their customers out or whatever, just because she's going to open up the app. It's going to be like the same, just with a new logo. And so who cares? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, that's because they've leapfrogged, they've leapfrogged something that, you know, we learned at school about electricity and we did, you know, physics and whatever. I'm sure she's going to do that in her next classes in five weeks time, whenever she go back to school to you know mm. the next thing and she'll be asking me a ton of more questions than she's ever done before but you know like i could point to a light switch in the house and say where does the power come from she wouldn't have a clue i don't necessarily know all the points of it i know that it comes across cables i know that we have to like burn coal or have nuclear reactors and certain amount of that power is lost actually at the places because that's not efficient you know there's just there's inefficiencies well, yeah. everywhere right I, i've we we've we've kind of taken that on board as a part of the thing my 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 biggest issue I think over the years is that it's so obvious that things can be made better, but the route to that, the route to those things seems almost impossible to get to because I I've seen so many smart ideas and smart businesses that don't make it. I've mm. seen like things that where you walk over and the, the kinetic energy of walking over it, like powers the lighting of that local area. That's genius. That's genius. You're using, uh, you know, footfall traffic, which exists in that place already to power the lights. But those things can take like 10, 15 years to roll out, not because the technology is not brilliant, because it absolutely is, but because of the behavioral relationship of people and people willing to open up the money to pay for that stuff to be deployed. Also, this massive big argument that people have about working out the cost of solar, how long it's going to make its money back. I find that the most stupid thing when people are like oh i would have solar but you know it would be 20 years before i got my money's worth out of it well it could be 20 years before the planet vanishes like i I mean i'm always interested on the value of people that people have on stuff that they don't know what it's what the the cost of it is going to be to them but also everybody else around sure it's like we've created almost this Jetsons world where we all live in our experimental VR headsets. You know, like all of that black mirror, <laughs> all that black mirror stuff is absolutely dead on for me. Well, yeah, you know? it's like we need black mirror. We need black mirrors sensibility and its shock tactics to wake people up because they're stuck in the you know Thursday night. Better get the wine in. Friday's coming around, weekend off. You know, like we could all do a bit, but I don't think it's all on us. I think we also need to be having regular messaging out there in the spaces that we frequent, well, yeah, a lot, I, which is a lot I of these do different think that the, I now. do think that the at least I'm seeing it in the United States more than I've ever seen it. it like the public attitude toward green technologies, it's becoming less of like a uh, – I think a lot of people got burnt out on it and they were like, you know, if you were to show somebody a pair of shoes that were made from sugar, it's like, okay, well, that's nice for like the hippie types or like that's nice for like, you know, those type of like wackos out there who actually think that's going to make a difference or that company is just using that as like the company clip clickbait. That's like the shtick of how they're going to make their sales um, to, you know, people actually giving those things a, a shot. I think the more that millennials grow into purchasing power positions, you know, in companies and in, um, you know, like, do you remember Tom's shoes? Do you remember when that whole thing started? I was just about to say, no I was, way. I was just about to say it when you, I was, when you finished, I was just yeah, about so, to say it. Yeah. But so, again, I mean, I think that was like the first proof of concept of people being like, oh no, we actually care about, like you said, the storytelling where, where this money goes. If I buy a pair of shoes, that means somebody else gets a pair of shoes. Okay. I'm down. I'm with that. So I think people are looking for those things with the causes, but I'm, I just, I'm really hope that like disappointing crappy startup culture doesn't ruin that for people. Do you see what I'm saying? Because like, those well, it, does, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't run, it doesn't run last enough anyway. You're in a startup for two years and it gets bought out, it gets sold to somebody else. They flip it in something else that fails unsustainable. Right. 
Like it's one of the th- it's one of the things I've had a big beef about for a long time. It's the reason why I kind of shut down all my social media and got out of social media because it never lived up to the to the to the hype that I thought it was going to be. I thought it would open up the whole working company. I thought it would open up from the ground floor right up to the CEO and it would be like every single person had a podcast, every single person mm-hmm. on a YouTube and everybody was watching everybody's stuff and it was like, you said this and that was interesting. We should do this because, you know, fuck meetings. Meetings are a time suck. They're sure. unsustainable. But if you had everybody on social media in your business and you did it right internally, you know, use Wistia or something like recorded like all those little, um, I don't know what they call the service now. Everybody's screaming at me remotely like, call yeah. this. Um, like I, I, I was so disappointed that it never lived up to that hype. So I got out of it. I got out of it because that's where the real power of social could have gone. It could have end to end drastically like rewritten the the book on everything. Because one of the things when you're a CEO or you're you're a coder, you're focused on getting your bit of the the engine going, right? You're you're doing the you're looking for the VC funding, you're looking for iteration, you want to be pushing code. Like there is a there is a massive burn rate that goes on. You know, you've got a goddamn chef in the corner, Michelin star two chef who's getting paid like God right. knows how much money making bloody right. m- making cronuts for everybody. Right. But nobody knows how much Shots the chef's fired getting 40k a week. I'm, fired. I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm not saying that cronuts are not nice, but they're probably not sustainable, but not when I'm no. eating them anyway. But like my, po- my point is, my point is, is that Nobody talks about the burn rates. Nobody talks about how much money they're spending or how they could have spent it better. Nobody's public about that stuff, yet that could be the power position opportunity for a startup to turn it around, right? How awesome would it be for your community to be like, whoa, you spent 100K last week, but you know if you use this service or this person or these people or you like these 10 people from India who've just finished their schooling after five years who are like top of their class and ready for like a job in America, you know, like there's so many stories and so many opportunities to talk about behavior and consumption well, and we don't do it. And it still might happen like to inject the positivity that is like quintessentially my role <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I think uh, no, I'm just not, kidding, not but because uh, I get cranky too. <laughs> I get real Jersey real quick. Um, I real think Jersey. that it still may happen because we don't have the generation of people who grew up with it their whole lives in those decision making positions yet. So, do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it's still, we have to like, I hate to say this, but like, we need to like wait for some people to like retire and maybe like, you know, go put out to pasture some of the older folks, not even, not even from an age perspective, just from a mindset perspective, like from a carbon telling you, perspective, like, so, <laughs> but the, the, I mean, I'm not even in the generation of people who, who grew up with it. I remember, I feel like I have the unique perspective of growing up like pre quote unquote internet and post quote unquote internet and definitely pre and post social. So but the the generation, like your daughter's generation, who's grown up with that and is going to expect that, that's going to be the natural move. It's going to be like, first of all, the cut their their version of being customers. They're going to completely demand it from companies. They're going to be like, oh, you expect me to invest in your company, buy shares in your buy stock in your company, uh, support you by buying your product, and I have no idea where your money gets spent. Hell no. Like I think. How are they going to make money? Uh, who the consumers? No, the kids. How are the no, kids going to make the money? The kids are grown up. What jobs are, well, what jobs are they going to do? That's a whole other well, whole other dis- discussion. But my question, my what I'm saying is, your disappointment about social of where it could have gone. They might be the the generation to implement that once they are. They're obviously they're all kids right now. Is do you see what I'm saying? Like when they're CEOs, it's going to be interesting to see how they wield social plus ai and if they optimize it or not because well apple like brought in ai and neural networks and iphone x to read your face and made a load of bloody emojis so i mean i'm not hopeful i'm not hopeful i mean most of these big companies are going down the road of fun and accessible and you know diversity and uh, you know that's incredible 
that's great. I, I dig that. There's some storytelling going on there. It helps their, their product base, uh, the relationship with the brand. They end up like growing up into it. You know, I've always had Apple. I will always have Apple, yada, yada, yada. I just think I just think there's a lot more that can, and it probably will be done. You know, they've got a big war chest now of over a trillion dollar. I think mm. it's the first trillion dollar company in the world, Apple. Like they can be doing a lot more, and I know they're doing a lot at their at their um, their buildings, their Apple stores, while they're training people up and teaching people. But mainly just because they want you to buy their products, which is fine. It it kind of works, but I just I just feel like the jobs of the future right now especially with blockchains and decentralization and tokens and digital currency and the speed of that everything will have to move at if we're going to innovate and we're going to implement a lot of these future saving save the world style technologies everybody's going to have to, a, a large percentage of people are going to have to do it and we have to communicate the faster that we can communicate that in a shorter time frame that doesn't take years takes months for deployment, right. the better it is. Otherwise, we're just right. not going to make it. We're just not going to make it. So, I mean, the value for, for the value for me is, you know, you have a 15-year-old kid, 16-year-old kid who's built up a million, two million followers, and Gary gets this. Gary knows that that is their next currency. A kid who's got two million followers on Musical.ly and it shuts down, they go to TikTok, they've got this instant, like, you know, I'm growing up, like I had my first date, yada, yada. They become a Truman Show in themselves. That's their right. currency now. That's the currency. That is the future currency because you're going to need ambassadors like that to talk about those well, things. Because that's the one to talk about. That's those. the one thing that can't that AI can't take your job from being is being a human. Mm -hmm. So, like, do you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, you uh, you can an AI can produce a, a similar or replicated outcome, but if AI is going to come in and take a bunch of jobs. What is going to be the thing that's of value? It's going to be storytelling, human experiences, being able to communicate what those human experiences are. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did have a whole like two words for it because I, I, it was called something. Um, there is something that you've got to have in the next like 10, 10, 15 years. And I can't remember the name of it now, but it's like two words, humility, something or other. I can't remember what it is now, but it's like, it's two words. And it, if you don't have that as like a life skill or a job skill, then you're going to really mm. suffer in, in the, in the near future because they're going to need, they're going to need to have the ability to adapt very quickly to these environments. Right. I mean, we started off talking about what weather events, but you know, I know you put in the notes like kids, will kids be growing up? to get used to you know will they grow up used to weather mm. extremes well they're going to end up like growing up to extremes yeah. across the board i think from careers you know like having to switch careers faster i think there were some stats that even 25 year olds to like 40 year olds they're like having 15 different jobs from different mm -hmm. industries different backgrounds because of like the automation and the speed of you know wanting to to get the numbers up to wanting to like get people in and out of the store to getting things delivered i mean all of that stuff they're rapidly prototyping a lot of electric ve vehicles we're only talking about electric battery technology yesterday because that's going to have to improve if we're going to deliver stuff door to door you know it's going to end up with just streets are going to be full of just like autonomous delivery things you're either going to get in a cab to go to sure. uh, an office block, which is run on renewables, or you're going to have a, a similar vehicle pull up with all your food in it. Right. Because we, maybe we, maybe we won't be able to go out in the weather exchange. Maybe this is part of the distribution cycle is that we have to invent these things um, because that's the only way we're going to be able to get it from A to B. Um, you know, I mean, we're making a real big push to get 5G out everywhere. Uh, Elon Musk is firing up like missile, I call them missiles, but like rockets. Like we've never fired up as many rockets as we have in history, like that we have in the last couple of years. He's sending up like 20, 30 a year mm. and he's putting a whole satellite grid network around the world, which will give satellite connectivity to everywhere on planet Earth. Now, you don't just get allowed to do that. There's reason, there's, there's an order to right. things, you know? There's an order to things. There's an order to the way that things are uh, disseminated to the general public. You don't want to cause panic. You don't want to Boy, like speak in my language. Fear into I'm hearts telling of people. you. 
I'm weather, just, weather modification just saying, patterns. Like, Look them up, people. Look them oh, up. They out I, there. I'm not, I'm not sure about that. Weaponized weather. Like, come on. Is that such a stretch? Come on. Like I said to you, no, it's not a stretch. But like I said to you, I don't want to be distracted by. That makes it worse if I'm distracted by stuff that I've never face to face seen. If I can't correlate the two things, if I can't see the machine that did that, I can't believe right. it. If I can see the machine and understand the technology and then see the effects of it, yes, then I've seen it in my eyes. I know that to be a truth. But I simply cannot in this day and age with AI, with video and audio manipulation on a on a massive scale. You've got to remember that, you know, the the people who hack things, they have a prime they have a target, they have a destination. Something like AI, it's a set of instructions. Yes, okay, it's iterating, it's iterating, but it's not necessarily designed to be right. bad. It's just right. designed to run, right? So I don't, I don't know. Unless I see it, I used to be well into the, all that stuff. Like, oh, you know, but like at the end of the day, I walk out the pub. I've had seven pints. I'm 25 pound down. And I've talked about a few conspiracy theories. And now occasionally I get followed by a guy with a black suit on. I mean, I'm not I'm not interested in that life. Yeah, no, really. it's not. I want to I, I want to see things sure. at face value. I want to be able to understand the technology and understand the ramifications and knock on effects of that. And that goes back to this weather thing is that people see these weather things and they're just like, well, I can understand that we've damaged the planet over the last 56 years because of all of these things that we've been told, you know, plastic in the seventies, this is going to be revolutionary, you know, and then kind of forgetting about it. It's like, oh, plastic, cheers. Yeah, that's useful. Well, we'll yeah, but that is, that's and- my whole point about kids growing up. If you if you have a generation of kids, you know, young adults, human beings who are, are completely used to ridiculous, out of control, fire NATOs, like ridiculous, you know, fires that burn for a month straight, volcanoes that go, uh, that go off for three months straight, then once those things start to be engineered and manipulated if that technology comes online then no one's going to blink another eye it's just going to be like oh well that's the way the earth is now because because global warming i'm not saying it's it's a um it's an if i'm saying it's an and i'm saying it's an on top of because i just wanted to pile more basically on top of the doomsday weather well maybe we're talking well, about. well maybe 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 this whole hothouse thing that I keep reading about, maybe all the things that we've ever seen about Mars and all about, you know, the surface of it and the winds and, you know, the, 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 the rockiness of it and the red planet, maybe we'll gradually just end up being like Mars. Maybe Mars was like Earth. I'm t- I mean, listen, I, <laughs> this is my thing. I think we approach information. We end up at the same place but we approach information from completely opposite ways i think you're you're definitely more like you, you know scroll through the news and like and flipboard and see and kind of get like never used to i kind never of like to. i'm a, i'm a bit more selective and i may i'm definitely guilty of like building my own narratives but part of that for me is that i just i don't i don't take anything off the table like i believe it all i believe there's a probably a portion of of all of it that could be true because why the heck not i'm just some kid on the internet like what what, the hell do i know but what does it but what what does it serve you having that knowledge like what does by having this conspiracy theory and being like yeah yeah i can see that like is that not an app no because i think i think it's my way of it's my way of doing the same thing you do which is being in tune to changes and seeing things and trying not being predictive so that you can win or to be clever or to be that jerk after the fifth beer. Who's like, I told you we never landed on the moon (laughs) and it's hollow. (laughs) Sit down. It's hollow. And there's a monster who lives inside of it. Um, and the Loch Ness monster. (laughs) What? Dog. Where's your dog, Derek? (laughs) Come on. Fine. There are people who, who, uh, enjoy that because of the superiority complex. But for me, it's like the more things that I can be aware of, the more I, in my mind is like a constant, beautiful mind, like board of like strings and names and, and like, um, faces and things that are connected. I just believe everything is connected. And to say like, Oh, well, that's not possible. Like, do we really know what's possible? I just don't ask so, anything. Off so the basically table. That's all I'm saying. 
what, you, what, what you're saying is that you keep it in your mind because you want to have a tapestry of these events because you want to know that you actually lived and you didn't exist and you're not actually AI I mean, or that a would projection. Be nice. Yeah, That's and a what cup you're of saying. coffee. Thank you very much to go. <laughs> Coffee's running out. Yeah. We'll be oh. running out of coffee soon. Can you imagine what the planet's going to be like with no well, coffee? Maybe, I don't Jesus. know. I, like... We're gonna have we're gonna have synth coffee by then. It doesn't matter because we can vape our coffee now. Like, don't you see how things are being transitioned? It's like, oh, don't worry about coffee. Coffee's for granddad. You can vape your coffee now. (laughs) Which, like, if you had said you can those words, you can vape your coffee now, that would be an SNL sketch like five years ago. But now it's like you know on Kickstarter, and people are giving money to that Kickstarter, and then it's getting posted on Steam Hunt, and I'm moderating and having a nervous breakdown on a daily basis. So it all comes I'm back telling, around. I'm telling you, this is, yeah, but it, it comes back around, but unfortunately the bill is more I'm expensive the second you. time around. I'm telling you. We don't, we don't have, we don't have a moderation uh, equation that is working out <laughs> for everybody quality. on planet earth right now. <laughs> PG2, the guidelines on Steam Hunt, please. Please check them delisted. Um, right. We're, we're going to tie this up now. Because it's 50 minutes, uh, we just went on a rant about whether we have a lot of things about sustainability. We're actually nice people, and we think everybody else is kind of normal and kind of understands this stuff. We're not trying no, to but, be like, yeah, I think I'm not trying to point any stuff. fingers at anybody. Do other people think about it more? You know, I right. think I hope people think about it more and they factor it into their day to day more and make more considered choices. I think yeah. that's important. Um, behavioral changes are massive as well you know like you know the price per meal now because you do meal prep Heck one yeah. day week ahead is that PPM you know, like you're on that <laughs> <laughs> so it's I know, abbreviations it's just, with you, it makes it? it seem like it's premeditated like i'm thinking about it so much so that that I'm, i have to be like succinct about it which i don't really think about it too much because i'm busy thinking about how the moon is hollow and is it? <laughs> you should. I, I maybe we need to have my mom on as a guest because if you want to go down that road, yeah. Whoa, whoa, she's my mom's next actually. level when it comes to conspiracy. I'm like conspiracy light. I'm diet conspiracies compared to her. So diet cokes really bad. Everything for the is. Do you want to? Let me just Everything tell you is. one anyway, thing. There's a thing that I heard about oh diet God. coke where the CEO said. No, 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 don't do that. Is, don't no, do that. There's a thing that fact. I heard. The CEO I said, that. how can we fact. get more Coke into people? That's, that is the, that's the primary objective. Not how can we sell it? How can we make it a better brand? How can we get more Coke into people? And that's a sentence that was said in a boardroom somewhere. And that's what you need to think about when you're looking at Coca-Cola. <laughs> I know you're eye rolling so hard Probably right being now. Said right I'm now. Telling you. The eye roll. I, I feel am. it. Three thousand mile yeah. eye roll hurled across the world. Uh, keep going. Keep going. Yeah, we've got plenty of time. We've got loads of data space in the cloud. You know, it just keeps on going. It's an infinite. All right. So I'm going to mute myself, and then I'm going to play the outro, and then I'm going to stop recording. Thanks for li- uh, listening, everybody. Uh, I'd love to hear your opinions. Do like record something on Anchor under our account. It's uh, Anchor.fm forward slash positive, and you can find everything there. Like download the app, followers. Send us a little thing. What do you think about the environment? Correct us, diss us, do whatever you want. I'm not bothered. We'll probably <laughs> play it and probably tell you why you're yeah. wrong or right, whichever. Thanks for joining me today, Dale. Bye. Bye. Thanks for spending time with us today. Subscribe with Pocket Cast and get notified right away. And if you use Anchor FM, please feel free to call in and leave us a message. We'll try to reply in our next cast. Stay positive. And we'll speak to you soon.